This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Good Things on the Bigger Picture with me, Lim Su. And sports is often seen as a way to bring people from all walks of life together, whether you're playing the sport or you're a spectator cheering on the game. So that's exactly what Project Tongkat aims to do by supporting and providing a space for amputees or people with lower limb disabilities to partake in one of the most beloved sports in Malaysia, and that's football. So here to share more about this project, is the project director, Dr. Ahmad Munawar Helmi Salim. Um, he's also a sports medicine physician. Dr. Munawar, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for inviting us. I'm glad to have you on again. We've had you on to talk about a lot of different issues. You've been involved in a lot of projects, Dr. Munawar, and this is yet another one, um, which is really interesting. And I'm actually going to start by bringing up something that I think people might find a bit um, strange at first, which is the uh, which is the war on Gaza um, by Israel. Now, a lot of us have been following what's happening there in the past almost um, five months now with the um, genocide that's being carried out against Palestinians there. Now, as I mentioned, right, people might wonder why am I bringing this up Um, but what's been happening in Palestine since 1948 actually has ties to why Project Tongkat was started Um, right Mm -hmm. Dr. Munawar tell me more about that yeah thank you Suhan so basically um, Project Tongkat it was an is an initiative uh, to bring awareness to show the awareness of empty football in Malaysia and showcases football as a social development tool to unite everyone regardless of physical disability. So the main, our main motto was football for all. Actually, we do have a nation and pretty football team and we competed in the 2022 uh, World Cup and pretty football World Cup qualifier. Uh, it was in Bangladesh. Um, so the team was started back in 2016, actually with only one person. Um, his name is Fakri. He has a one um, bit above me and pretty uh, amputation. Mm-hmm. After that, it started to grow and we find more person with disability, particularly uh, amputees in Malaysia. And currently, there's more than 100 players, amputee football players around Malaysia. In 2019, um, when we started to um, to start this project of, of um, bringing awareness of amputee football in Malaysia, we noted that there are also teams in Gaza Palestine. Um, so unlike our players who are mostly amputees because of road traffic injuries mm-hmm. and occupational mm-hmm. accidents, uh, unlike our players, the team in Gaza, um, there's a team called Assalam Empty Football Team. They um, majority or if I'm mistaken, all are amputated because of the war. Their limbs are targeted or um, targeted by snipers, so they shot exactly at the limbs, or because of the bombs and all. So that is why we noted that I think if we can bring this team to Malaysia, sharing their experience, sharing their um, stories, what happens in Gaza, um, then to bring them to Malaysia, um, it will inspire more people and of course, um, increase the awareness of empty football in Malaysia. But that was 2019. But then um, the, the plan started and then we tried to bring them in 2020. Uh, of course, because of COVID, we can't. Uh, but later on, 
um, we started back the project in 2023. Um, so there, there was intention. So this is way before the October, October 7 uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the intention was to actually um, create the awareness of empty football and also the stories of these uh, people um, in Gaza who are also uh, like us. I mean, the, the, they are empty football players. So we tried to bring them and then Alhamdulillah, um, we managed to even uh, get them the team and then um, we plan all their itineraries few weeks just before October 7. I think the last time we contacted them was on two, three days after that. Uh, we asked them uh, how are the conditions there, two, three days after October 7. And the last word were, were from the manager was that, uh, pray for us, brother. Um, and since then, we haven't heard from them. So, um, but we still continue the the initiative, uh, the project, which is called Project Tongkat, Stand with Palestine, uh, with uh, the intention of creating uh, the awareness of empathy football and also uh, to to share the stories, to, to let people know um, what happened, what is happening in Gaza. In front of us, um, we want to show that these are people who not who are not just denied the rights to play, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. denies the right to even freedom. So um, they are like us, they, they want to play. So that's why we have empathy football. They are disabled, but empathy football shows that even if you're disabled, you can play football. But the people in Gaza, they can't even play football. They can't even have the freedom or um, to come to Malaysia. So that is why it is happening in front of us uh, right now with our team. So we still continue um, the the uh, the program mm -hmm. uh, project Tongkat Stand with Palestine, which we have, which will have about two weeks uh, back in uh, November. Hmm. All right. Yeah, and and unfortunately, with the situation now, hopefully, um, your team does manage to get in contact with some of them soon. Um, I guess now pivoting to talk about what Project Tongkat is doing here then to um support and raise awareness about empathy football. Um, earlier, Dr. Munawa, you mentioned that you know the the empathy football scene in Malaysia started with only one person back in twenty sixteen. Now it's expanded. Um, could you share a bit more about what that landscape looks like? Okay. So basically, probably I'll, um, I'll share a bit on the uh, organizations or, or the uh, behind the scenes uh, people who has been working hard um, to, to making this project a success. Mm -hmm. uh, firstly, um, Project Tongkat is organized by humanitarian and charity NGOs who are also a strong advocate of the concept of inclusion football and technically supported by the Mission Empathy Football Association or MAFA. So MAFA was uh, the, is the National Empathy um, Football Association um, and it was established in 2020. Uh, supporting um, the, the Project Tongkat are NGOs such as Be Vital, um, Pan Disability Football Club, uh, MAHA, Mission Humanitary Aid and Relief, and also the Ohana FC. So we supported um, this, this project of what we call Project Tongkat, but actually the development of the empty um, uh, football players uh, started back in 2016 with only few players. And later on, we start to have more players who are interested to, to play. 
um, but they came from all over the country. Uh, majority uh, from Johor, uh, some from Perak in Klang Valley too. And after that, um, we started to have uh, state teams. Mm. Uh, state teams meaning uh, we have from um, right now from Johor um, to uh, Kelantan and also Klang Valley, but also as far as Sabah. Sabah, we have one team from Sabah. After that, back in one to two years, we do have national team and also under 23 teams. Now we have as young as 11 years old. I think some some may know him. Um, and after that, um, we start to have more tournaments locally uh, to have this this amputee football players. Um, we don't recognize them as just an amputees or person with disability. They are empty football players. They are empty football uh, uh, national players. So the, the the challenges are getting them to play. They don't have a platform. Some of them are probably stay in Pahang, um, in Lipis, for example, but only have one or two people or maybe none. So they can't play with um, uh, normal kids because uh, sometimes it's not that they would want to play, but uh, the normal kids don't want to play with them. Um, so that's why we create this platform. We have tournaments almost every three to four months um, uh, per year. And during these tournaments, we have five to six teams um, from the states. Of course, one state, um, usually we don't have a complete set of players, uh, but we we compile the players, um, um, some from Johor, some from Selangor, and then a few from Kelantan, so they create one team from Kelantan. So uh, at least we have five or six teams in the tournament for them to play. And from, from there, we found new talents. And Alhamdulillah, each time we have these tournaments, we have new people coming in. And from there, we have new players who after that represent the country. Um, and and it's, it's really inspiring because their, their stories are not just um, like I said just now, even though there are some who are who lost their limbs because of road traffic accidents, but also um, a few who has uh, amputated their limbs because of uh, cancer, for example. And and we have one player uh, who had bone cancer. He just wanted to play, even his cancer was stage four, was spreading to his lungs. He still wanted to play. He got one time. Uh, the opportunity to, to play in one tournament and that was one time that we saw him and after that we selected him to represent the country. So he he managed to um, to be shortlisted as um, as a national team players but uh, during the third day of the centralized training uh, he told us he need to admit it. So we didn't know during that time he actually has stage 4 cancer. So um, he he was admitted, and after that, um, actually there was um, uh, they need to remove one of the lungs. So I saw him in the hospital, and he said to me, at at the at the bedside, he said to me that I still want to play, although he's actually going to for surgery the next day. Um, but, but I said uh, it's okay, you get well, uh, inshallah. Um, we try we try for you to come to watch the game, not even play, just watch the game because we had one international tournament back in uh, last year, in June. Uh, so um, the last day of the tournament, the final, Malaysia versus Indonesia, he came 
he he actually wanted to play um so we we honored his wish and we provide him um the chance to play um that was the first and the last time few months later he passed away it has been an inspiring um story that for for all of us to to get more people to join um the 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 initiative we the initiative is basically we want to not just unearth talent but we just want people with disability just come out to play football and this is your friends then alhamdulillah since then we've started growing and now we have as young as 9 to 10 years old to come in Hmm. I mean, in the in the case of that player, he he got his he was able to fulfill one of his wishes, right? He didn't let his condition stop him. Um, I do want to ask Dr. Munawa, what was his name? Uh, his name is Rahman. Uh, he's from Penang, and he has been inspiration to all of us in Project Tongkat. We'll go for a quick break now and continue this discussion when we come back on this episode of Good Things. I'm joined by Dr. Ahmad Munawar, Helmi Salim, Project Director of Project Tongkat. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things on The Bigger Picture with me, Lim Su. And today we are shining a spotlight on Project Tongkat, which is a project um, that supports and provides a space for amputees to partake in football, to be able to play football. And joining me to share more about this project is the project director, Dr. Ahmad Munawar Helmi Salim. Um, Dr. Munawar, earlier you mentioned you told me about the different um, organisations that were part of Project Tongkat, but I understand that you also work very closely with the Youth and Sports Ministry. Um, is that right? Yep. Yep. So uh, basically, um, because we uh, the uh, Malaysia Amputee Football Association or MAFA is registered under the PJS Pesuruhjaya Sukan, so it is um, um, an, uh, an organisation. Uh, and they be uh, registered with um, agency under KBS. So um, it's, if, it's not under the national program or, or program for the national athletes, uh, but it has received a lot of support, especially from the YB minister herself. Um, she supported a lot. She came um, first during our tournament, international invitation tournament back in June, July last year. Uh, since then, she's been supporting through the initiative um, called Grand Padanan Sukan. Grand Padanan Sukan is basically uh, a grant where it provides funding to uh, sports association which organizes tournaments, mm. uh, uh, events. So um, Padanan meaning that uh, one-to-one ringgit. So whatever the cost of the program, uh, then it's supported. Uh, half it will be supported by. Uh, the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Um, at the same time, YB uh, Minister Hanayu herself supported um, at least uh, 30,000 ringgit from her office for the uh, tournament. Also, after that, she's been supporting by coming during the project Tokat Stand with Palestine. Um, during the last day of the program, we had a friendly match uh, in in Putrajaya mm-hmm. was the peak of the program. Um, so we had, it was a two-week tour from Johor, Perak, and then to Klang Valley. And then at the last day, it um, was a final tournament, a final day of the program. Um, we had a, a friendly match between the national amputee football team with uh, YB Hanayos team. 
so YB Hanayo team comprise of celebrities, football players, uh, influencers uh, against uh, the national empathy football team. Project Tongkat will still continue this year. We have many lining up uh, this year, including the national football and national empathy football team will be competing in the Asia Cup mm. end of this year. So uh, of course, the next uh, big thing is qualifying for the empathy football World Cup in 2026. Even this year, we have strong, strong support from the Ministry of Youth and Sports. And one of the tasks of this year is um, we've formed the national team. We have under 23 team. We have um, now under 17, under 18, so very, very young. But also our intention this year, we try to have a, a women's team. Mm. Uh, so amputees, mm -hmm. uh, but women's team. So we try we are trying this year to get more people to, to play, to form a national empathy a football women's team. Mm. I understand Project Tongkat also, I mean, in supporting them in playing football, you also help them get access to prosthesis, right? And and um, I know you were quite involved in a uh, in, in the news which um, Youth and Sports Minister Wabi Hanayo posted about where there was the story of the 11-year-old um, boy, Muhammad Akil, who, you know, he finished a race, a 100-meter race with his, uh, using his canes. And I know Project Tongkat was then involved in helping him to get prosthesis and things like that. Um could you share more about that aspect of your work? You know why, uh, and and the challenges that people with um, the, the challenges that amputees face in getting access to prosthesis here in Malaysia. Okay, actually, uh, we researched a court um, um, through uh, the YB Minister Office uh, personally that she wanted to help uh, Akil, um, and then actually before that we've been in contact with Akil for for more than a year. Um, to because Akil was still was interested in playing football. Actually, before he he ran, mm -hmm. he actually wanted to play football. Uh, so that is why we have been in contact with him and of course uh, his mother. And uh, we told uh, her mother that while the minister herself wants to help in providing the prosthesis. So we didn't do much. We just connecting the dots. Um, getting uh, Akil's, um, Akil and her mother to come to KL to one of the prosthesis centers, uh, Arta Life. Uh, so Akil came down and while being minister, uh, again, she wanted to support by coming down herself. Um, and her office actually contributed uh, 15,000 ringgit uh, uh, for the prosthesis. Um, so, in, in supporting prosthesis um, from the stories I got from the amputee players, um, it's actually um, not that our our healthcare doesn't provide. Mm -hmm. We do provide. Um, we do have um, prosthesis in the hospitals, uh, some from the suppliers. Uh, but the challenges are it's um, rare or difficult to get a good prosthesis which are customized for each individual. Mm. One mm. thing um, they can provide, and the later on is providing the uh, post services, uh, the after service, after care. So sometimes they have problems and it's quite difficult um, in our current healthcare, um, healthcare practices right now. So, um, so some of the players, they, not that they do not have support in terms of monitoring, because there are some organizations supporting 
for example, JKM or Zakat and whatnot. But um, the, the type of prosthesis itself, not many can provide like, a customized. Mm. I mean, each individual is quite different. And because of that, they have the prosthesis, but later on, they didn't wear it. Some even have even like three prosthesis, but they didn't wear it because it's not comfortable. They have blisters and all. So that is why I think it's not just providing it, but um, actually using it uh, and to sustain using it. Mm-hmm. For the case of Akil, because she's, he was he's really young, 11 years old, he will keep growing. And because of that, you, you need um, processes which can customize and then change the size of food um, each time um, he, he um, goes. So that is why I think it's important yeah, as, as, as a doctor myself, uh, providing the processes, it's not just providing an equipment, but it's more to sustain that person wearing it uh, forever. Hmm. I think for people, um, and, and I, I guess I'm speaking from my own experience, right? We, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to need a prosthesis. And you might think that it's just an equipment, but you want to give people good quality of life, right? And that's what you said, Dr. Munawar, that they should be able to wear it comfortably. It's not just attaching something to your body. Correct, correct, yeah. And then after they wear, they have to train to use it. Mm. Um, that takes months. Um, and then during um, the training itself, sometimes you have complications. And that is why it is important to change, um, to customize it. So again, you don't want them they to waste um, the prosthesis and not use it after that. So I think that's the challenges if you're talking about the prosthesis itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to some extent, there are some even do not want to wear all. They are more comfortable to use crutches mm-hmm. because of, even though they have processes, so, with um, so there are some amputee players for me who does use crutches, do not want to wear prosthesis because, uh, as, as I mentioned, it's now. Um, but for them, it's going to be a difficulty that sometimes I I didn't notice. Um, when I asked one of the players, "Can you drive?" He said, "I cannot drive. I don't have a license." And he said, "Why not? Because to have a license." Um, with with special uh, modification of the of the vehicle, you have to buy the vehicle first. You have to modify it and then use that vehicle to apply it, uh, for the license. So sometimes they ought to not even drive. So it it is quite a challenging aspect. Although there are some who who are motivated um, and and have their own ways, uh, but but of course there are some who have these challenges. Mm. What about, you mentioned a bit about this earlier, Dr. Munawa, but what about the, the stigma and discrimination that people with disabilities, uh, amputees still face in Malaysia? What have they shared with you or what have you seen also? I've asked many of them, um, the amputee players, usually my, my question surrounding how, um, how you got to know to play amputee football. Mm. And most of them will take not few days, months, even years to even come out to ask uh, to how to play. Uh, but but this are some of the initiative that and some of the platform we want to show that there are people who like us, it's, it's, um, it's normal, um, we want to play. And then basically we know that they, they are stigma, uh, but for them, they have resilience. They have the resilience to show that um, 
one motto lah, one one of the place. No leg, no problem. Uh, they they keep saying that this it doesn't matter what people tell you, uh, but you just do it uh, because if it's not um, yourself helping yourself, who else? So um, of course there are challenges, um, especially like I said, driving and uh, working. But I have these players who even some of them uh, opt to work in non-physical work. Uh, for example, in the office or things like that. Um, but there are some who does opt for for physical work. Like Fakri just now, he he designs uh, billboards. So he climb. Uh, understand what I mean? He climb uh, stairs. Um, do do lots of physical work. So for them, physical disability is not uh, something that will stop you to do what you want to do. And playing football is one of it. Mm. Dr. Manawar, what does it mean to the boys and men who have been part of Project Tongkat so far to be able to play football? Um, I, one of the words or they, they tell me that I can't forget until now is uh, football saves my, saved my life. Some of them, because of the incident that they had, uh, took years um, and then they've even fall into depression, uh, feeling um, suicidal. Uh, but but we, when we they have this um, platform, it's not just they can play football. It shows that they are also people uh, like them who who uh, can support each other. And one of the activities that we did uh, back in 2019, we had an invitation by the uh, Tunku Makota Joho. Um, to play a friendly match with himself uh, at uh, Johor. And during that time, um, all the players went, so we bring everyone. And after that, um, I asked them, how do you guys feel? They said, one of the players said to me, if this is what it takes to play with Tunku Makota Johor, to play in uh, the Johor Training Centre, I would rather be amputees. So to the extent they they um, for them, for them right now, it's a privilege um, because it shows that uh, it's not what I cannot do, but what I can do extraordinarily uh, compared to others. So um, let's change them. And until now, we have more coming. Um, the inspiring that now that is that even parents, uh, we have one parent uh, who has a two-year-old um, girl who um, congenitally has a uh, limb abnormality, so um, called us. So the team visited her um, and the family. Um, and this is what we want. We, we just not, not just empathy, but we want to show, like you said just now initially, the stigma, not just to the players, but also to the family. Because sometimes the family um, mm-hmm. that have this stigma, and then because that's why we have many who are staying in, in kampongs and do one and come out. So we want to show that it, it is Something is not to be ashamed of. Um, there are many people like us. Um, we can still, you can still do what you want to do. Hmm. You mentioned earlier that um, KBS does support um, Project Tongkat with grants, um, with some funds. But I guess, how else is Project Tongkat funded usually? Um, most of it is actually um, for, for the tournaments. We have sponsors. Um, we have uh, corporate sponsors and also donations from public. 
the project tongkat initiative project tongkat uh, stand with Palestine initiative started way back in 2019 mm -hmm. during that time we we had no support um uh, meaning funding support from 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 uh, corporate or from a ministry during that time but uh, i think more than 100,000 supported by the public so um uh, actually only only recently that uh, because why we minister supported and then we have this grant but be before this it's just the players are trying to get funds from the public um forgot to mention one of the challenges especially the national amputee football team when we wanted to compete um so we have this centralized training yeah? uh, and and i think for for the for the audience um usually in malaysia uh, all sports um if in the national program they are based in in bukit jalil but a majority or if not supported by the national program like the amputee football team um it's um it's run by the association and the association try to find the funds and for these boys they are from many states uh, from johor and even as far as sabah so they have to come all over um try their own some came by hours from bus from Terengganu to KL for centralized training, probably three, four days. And then we tried to find pitch. Um, um, sometimes before this is just normal pitch, which is not suitable to play. And then we uh, were in a homestay uh, for, for the players. Uh, and then after a few days, they have to go back because they are working. So uh, they're not full-time players, um, and most of the national team in Malaysia, um, not in the national program, is not full-time players. So this is um, some of the challenges that they have to face. They have to find their own funds. They have to find their own pitch, and then we are training. Training-wise, they have to find um, accommodation, food, and stuff, logistics. So it's only run by the association, and the association do fundraising and. Um, this sometimes helps from the public. Mm. So it's really a, a, yeah. almost it's a, it's a very it's a community effort, kan, Doctor Munawar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from from Malaysians, from Malaysians too. So um, we hope that with this more corporate, we want to contribute um, apart from the support from the ministry uh, themselves, who really supported is through especially um, uh, through YB Hana where can people um, find Project Tongkat to follow what you've been doing or what you'll be doing? So Project Tongkat, we are active on social media. So uh, with social media, it's Project Tongkat Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, and also uh, TikTok. Right. And, and uh, we are updating more. And this year, we have more activities coming. And of course, we want um, not just empty film. Uh, we want more empty more players. But also we want the public to support uh, because um, I, I tell you, once you see how they play, you will be inspired. You will think that if they can do it, nothing is impossible. So I think um, if you have the opportunity to watch them play or just for now, probably watch their videos in the social media, uh, it's, it's, it's really inspiring. Mm. And I'll be dropping the links to Project Tonkat's uh, social media pages in the podcast description as well. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Munawar. Thank you.
I've been speaking to Dr. Ahmad Munawar Helmi Salim, Project Director of Project Tongkat, on this episode of Good Things. If you miss any part of today's show or any previous Good Things episodes, you can download our podcasts on bfm.my or on our BFM app. You can also find us on Spotify. And if you enjoyed today's show, you can leave us a review there as well. I'm Lim Suen and this has been Good Things BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.